Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Small Town Tourist Podcast, where we experience and explore everything that makes small towns great. I'm your host, Abby, and today we're going to be doing a little large town touristing. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different than the ones that you're used to. Instead of just being a full-on interview for this episode, I'm actually going to be recapping my trip to Milwaukee for you. It is going to include an interview with one of my favorite artists of all time. That's coming up a little bit later in the podcast, and that's the whole reason I went to Milwaukee, but We're just going to recap my time out in Milwaukee because it was kind of an unexpected trip for me. I was never expecting to go to Milwaukee in my lifetime. It was never really a destination on my bucket list, but I'm so glad that I went because I just had such a wonderful time. So let's get into a little bit of the background of why I went to Milwaukee. My husband and I try to take a trip somewhere every single winter. That's the time of year he's laid off. He does road construction. So that's the time when we have time to go on a trip together. And initially, we wanted to go to Las Vegas this year. That was the goal. We wanted to go out there. I really wanted to see Miranda Lambert in concert at her residency. But when we were looking at flights and booking our trip, flights were just way too expensive. We couldn't find a good enough deal. And we're like, well, what are our other options? What else is going on right now? Well, it just so happened that week that my favorite band of all time, The Somerset, announced that they were going out on tour. And the closest they were coming to Minnesota just so happened to be The Rave in Milwaukee, which is not close at all. For reference, it took us like six hours to drive out there from central Minnesota. So yeah, not close. So we're like, well, maybe this is what we're meant to do. We're meant to take a long weekend, head out to Milwaukee, and go to a show out there. We both love concerts, so it it took no convincing to get my husband on board with this plan. So I bought the tickets. I booked a hotel room, which is another story in itself that we didn't even realize until a couple days in, but we had it all squared away. We booked this back in December, and we ended up taking the trip the last week of April. So this show happened at the rave on April 29th, 2023. And we decided, hey, we'll take a long weekend. We'll go out there Thursday through Sunday. So we left bright and early on Thursday morning, road tripped across Wisconsin, and we got to Milwaukee about three in the afternoon on Thursday. When we arrived in Milwaukee, we went straight to the hotel. We stayed at the Ambassador Hotel only because it was directly across the street from the rave. And everyone was like, oh, you're staying at the Ambassador. Oh my gosh. And I'm just like, I don't understand why it's a big deal. People just kind of kept referencing and giving us like looks whenever we mentioned that's where we were staying. Come to find out that is uh, where Jeffrey Dahmer killed someone. And I didn't even realize that. And I've seen the series Dahmer on Netflix too, which is honestly the craziest part. Like I should have connected the dots because when I was booking this trip is when I was watching Dahmer on Netflix. So like it just... (sighs) Things were not clicking in my brain for whatever reason. But yeah, we stayed at the Ambassador Hotel. Honestly, I loved the vibe of that place. Very cool art deco. It's got these insane elevator doors where, you know, like you hit the elevator button, it shows up, the doors slide open. This one, you hit the button, elevator shows up, but you got to pull the door open and then walk through the sliding door and then get on the elevator, which I thought was really cool. 
very confusing at first. I kind of felt like an idiot trying to figure it out. But once I got it figured out, they were very cool. And the place was hopping. It was completely sold out the weekend that we were there. There's also another big uh, Shinedown concert happening in town. So the place was just very busy, but very, very cool. Uh, Just absolutely gorgeous decorating. The rooms were very nice. I have stayed in some questionable places in my lifetime, but no, the Ambassador Hotel was a great stay. And even knowing that Jeffrey Dahmer killed someone there just makes it all that much more interesting, if you ask me. But yeah, we stayed there mostly out of just convenience because the main reason we were in Milwaukee was for that concert and the rave was literally directly across the street. So it was an easy two minute walk to and from the concert, which made life super easy, especially for setting up that interview that I did with Brian, which is coming up here shortly. But once we got checked into the hotel, got settled, we went and had dinner at La Dama. I kind of put my husband in charge of finding good places to eat when we're on vacation because he just has such a way of finding the best food around. So we went to La Dama, which is a Mexican restaurant in Milwaukee. I could not tell you where it was on a map by any means, but we got there and it was incredible food. It's kind of a cool atmosphere, too, because La Dama is just... It's not your typical restaurant. It's a house that is converted into a restaurant. The kitchen is very, very tiny. It's right up in the front of the building, right in front of the windows. But the food is just immaculate. I had this platter of tacos that just, oh my gosh, the best things I ever had. It was like pork belly tacos and, oh man, incredible margarita. Just great food. If you're ever in Milwaukee and you want a good plate of Mexican food, La Dama is an excellent, excellent option. They do recommend reservations just because it is a smaller place. So heads up on that. We had all day on Friday to goof off. So we got up and we decided that right away we wanted to go on the Miller Brewing Tour. So that's what we did. We went out to Miller Brewing. We were the first tour group out and it was so incredibly cool. I've never been a huge Miller product fan. I've never had anything against them. I've just always been a big bush light drinker. That's been my beer brand of choice. But the Miller Brewing Tour might have just converted me because it was just so cool to see the inner workings of how Miller is brewed, the massive process that they do, and just the buildings are insane. You can definitely tell there's a lot of German influence, which I didn't even realize was part of the Miller brand, but it's so prominent. Some of the buildings there just look like old castles in Germany. It was so cool to see for yourself. Plus, they take you into their beer caves, which are just so cool. Like literally, I want a beer cave in my house. I think that it's just the neatest thing ever. And if you're ever in Milwaukee, I highly recommend it. The tour was really, really cheap. Plus you get a free pint glass at the end of it. And then they also hook you up with some Miller samples as well, which I thought was really fun. After the Miller Brewing Tour, it was about lunchtime. So we went out to Lakefront Brewing and we got a bite to eat had a couple beers out there. After that, we ended up going to Great Lakes Distilling. You might be thinking, wow, did you just drink the entire time you were in Milwaukee? And kind of, but we did it responsibly. So there's that. So we went to Great Lakes Distilling. We didn't do the tour out there. I kind of wish we would have, but we just sat at the bar, enjoyed some drinks, uh, talked to the bartender, got some suggestions for things to do while we were in town. And then after that, we went to another brewery where I had a beer that was poured out of a deer head. Like they had some sort of funnel tap system lined up where the deer was spitting the beer out of its mouth. It was a sour beer, too, which is my favorite when it comes to craft beers. So just really icing on the cake. It was absolutely delicious. 
after our little drinking tour, we went back to the hotel, regrouped, and got ready for dinner. My husband had made reservations at the Five O'Clock Steakhouse, which was another really cool like house that was converted into a restaurant. But just think old school steakhouse, dimly lit, massive, perfectly done steaks incredible drinks. It was just a wonderful, wonderful meal. And if you're wondering kind of like pictures of what I'm eating and all that, it's all waiting for you at smalltowntourist.com. I got blogs on everything I did in Milwaukee. So if you want to follow along visually, that's always an option too. But incredible meal at that steakhouse. Then we went back to the hotel and we were just wiped out by the end of the day because we had been drinking and running around from all corners of Milwaukee to just kind of hang out and take it all in. And the next day we were hoping to get some sightseeing done because we had the concert coming up in the evening, but we're like, oh, we got all day. We'll find something cool to do. Well, we woke up the next day and it was just a rainy, dreary day. There was really no salvaging it weather-wise. So we tried finding some fun indoor stuff to do. We started our day by going to the public market, which is in, I think it's the third ward. I kind of was starting to get my wards confused, but It's this really cool place. There's a bunch of different vendors set up in this public market. And I had a really incredible vegan sandwich out there. I am not personally vegan myself, but with my food allergies with dairy, I know I can safely eat all things vegan. So I had an incredible vegan sandwich. We walked around, took that all in. And then afterwards, we're like, well, maybe we can go check out Lake Michigan. Like there's, we're super close to the shorefront. Let's just go find a park somewhere and hopefully the rain will let up a little bit and we'll be able to get out and walk around. Well, the rain only got heavier as we were driving the five minutes it took to get from the public market out to a park nearby. And we didn't really get to get out and explore as much as I would have liked. I would have loved to take a walk along the lake. It just was not an option. We were not wearing rain gear. We didn't have umbrellas. We were not prepared for it at all. So we just kind of sat there and we watched a couple boats go by and watched the seagulls. And then we're like, well, Now what? (laughs) So then we uh, tried going to the domes, which is this really cool setup where they had a bunch of plants indoors. But we got there and everyone must have had the same idea. They must have all been trying to kill some time indoors because we couldn't even find a place to park. So we just drove around the parking lot and we're like, well, let's head back to the hotel and figure life out from there. And by that point, we're like, "Ah, we'll just chill at the hotel bar. Maybe you throw on a movie or something and just wait for the concert to show up. And that's what we did. And then um, concert concert time came around and we had to get there a little bit earlier because I had to do that interview. So we went over to the rave, which was conveniently located across the street. Didn't have to worry about parking or anything. If you're going to a show at the rave, I cannot recommend staying at the ambassador enough. The convenience is just absolutely wonderful. So we showed up at the rave. We met with Eric, the manager for the Somerset, and he took me to see Brian. So that leads me to our time with the Somerset. Just a little background on Brian and the Somerset in general. They're my favorite and I discovered them back in high school and I've kind of been following them around ever since because I try not to miss a single show when they're in Minnesota. They're just so much fun. It's the music that really resonates with my time being a carefree teenager and I think there's a lot to say for that. I think that's why the classic hits format on radio is doing so well right now because it just aligns with youthfulness and no worries. And that's exactly how I associate the Somerset. And what really makes the Somerset special is that they were my first interview when I went into radio and I got my first full-time job. They were my first in-person interview when they played a show in Burnsville, Minnesota. So they just really hold a special place on my heart. When they broke up, I was so upset, but now they're back together. So my life is good again. (laughs) So please enjoy our short little hang with Brian Dales, lead singer for the Somerset. This is coming to you from the basement of The Rave in Milwaukee. 
Hey, it's Abby, and we are hanging out with Brian Logan Dales from the Somerset. Hi, how are you? I am so excited that you guys are here at the Rave tonight in Milwaukee. I'm from central Minnesota, so this was actually the closest show for us to see the Somerset on tour, but we made the six and a half hour drive out oh, here wow. because okay. I love you guys. I'm just I'm so excited that you're back together. Thank you for making the six and a half hour drive. I promise we'll come back to Minnesota at some point. We're just baby steps. We're a couple shows at a time. We're getting there. Yeah. Um, yeah, very happy to be here. It's going to be a fun show. I am so looking forward to this. So this is kind of, I've been calling it the reunion tour in my head. I know it's the Blossom I mean, tour. I've, it's the reunion tour in my head. So I forget it's called the Blossom tour, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, most of what we're playing is a reunion of the old songs. So it's like, feels more like a reunion tour to me. How did you guys kind of pick the songs from the set list? Because you do have such a deep catalog and you are coming out with new music all the time. So how did you kind of approach putting together the set list? Um... I like the question. Um, well, we try to we, we rotate a few things every night just to kind of keep it a little interesting. Like we just added a song from our first album that we've actually never played live in, ever until the other night, just to just throw a curveball. So we this song called "Passenger Seat" from our first album. We've been getting requested for years, and we've never actually played it. And we threw it in the other night, and it was kind of fun. So now it's like we've been playing that. Um, it's a combination of a couple things. This crazy thing has happened since, like, in the years since we broke up and got back together. Um, there's just so much data, which I hate basing things off of, but, like, we get this endless supply of just streaming data of what songs of ours are clearly the most listened. So we use that. That takes them to some effect. It's been interesting to see which songs of ours are actually more popular than we thought. And then there's also certain songs that just, like, we love to play. Like, there's a song on... Um, stories from Monday called Change Change Your Mind. That's not really necessarily one of our most streamed songs, but we love playing it. And I think like you have to have a combination of both like the heart and the data to kind of make a set list like that. Like we play this song Legendary pretty much every single night, and I wouldn't say it's one of our highest streaming songs, but it's like such a clear moment in our live show that like it's kind of become a staple. So it's a combination of a, of a lot of things. Well, and looking back on Legendary as an example. It's just such an iconic moment in the band's history. Like, sure. I vividly remember the day that album came out, and I was on iTunes at midnight, and I'm like, I have to download it right now. I stayed up. It was a school night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. I love that. But I'm just so happy that you guys are back, and I want to talk a little bit more about, so Blossom yeah. initially being a part one of an album, and now you guys have kind of changed direction with what you're doing with the new music coming out. Yeah. Um... We made Blossom Part 1 kind of like over the course of a year. The pandemic was still kind of a thing, and we weren't even really playing shows yet, so we weren't necessarily... No we were just making some stuff for fun just to see what would happen, and we put out some songs with the intention of making a Part 2. Um, but then we, we did Sad Summer Fest last year, and it was the first time we'd kind of been out back in front of people, and it was interesting to see like what songs we were, people were gravitating toward. and came home from tour and I immediately wrote Under the Influencer. I had kind of been sitting with the idea for a different thing like a, a while ago. I never really thought maybe it'd be a Somerset song. We've never we've never made anything that just, for lack of a better word, unabashedly pop punk before. Um, I never thought we could really do it. And then it it, it kind of unlocked the door to this other, th other things, like some more guitar-heavy songs. And um, we made Under the Influencer and a handful more. There's actually like six or seven more songs kind of similar to Under the Influencer. And when we started kind of trying to put something together as a Blossom Part 2, it felt like we were forcing a Blossom Part 2 to happen as opposed to just allowing a whole new album and a whole new experience come to light. So um, 
Boston Part 2 very quickly became this sort of untitled new album that uh, I'm really excited about. I think it's some of the best stuff. It's seen, I think we had to go back on tour and play in front of people to realize like what maybe we, we were supposed to make. I'm so excited to hear whatever is coming Thank on you. the rest of untitled album <laughs> number whatever. <laughs> Any idea on when you guys are thinking about putting it out or you're just not rushing anything, taking it song by song? To be continued. I think our answer, my answer to this has changed maybe a couple times because um, there's a version we might put it out in the fall, but at the same time, we don't want to rush it. So I feel very strongly about like trying to make this album as perfect as we can. And uh, um, we've all also like we're all pretty busy in some other music endeavors outside of the band. So like it's uh, it takes us a little longer to make. Um, make the thing we want to make but then when we do make it it feels very worth it so no rush it'd be cool to get an album out in the fall but either way a couple more songs are going to come out regardless so we'll see perfect and speaking of endeavors kind of outside of the band we were actually talking about this my husband's running the camera right now um on our way here he's like so are they gonna break up again i think he noticed how emotionally distraught i was when you guys called it quits the first time yeah. so are you guys still gonna be kind of working on those side solo projects in addition to the summer um, stuff john and steven twin xl have an album coming out um and jess is when we're not touring jess is often trying to touring with somebody else that'll always happen i'm not i'm working on i'm not i'm working on some music outside of I'm working on some projects I can't actually talk about outside of the band that aren't actually for me whatsoever um but they're very fun they're very different um a little bit of like a childhood dream come true but uh um as far as like solo music that's music that I would sing on no to me that's strictly the Somerset right now so like we're making a Somerset album and that's about it um, this other stuff I'm working on is not actually for me to perform it in the first place. So you just get so, kind of a creative outlet. So for yeah, it. it's a very different hat to wear. Um, but uh, as far as music in my voice, it's it's the Somerset. So that's exciting. Yeah, I'm so exciting. happy. Not that I didn't love like when you were doing the Dale's solo yeah, yeah. project stuff. Like Chateau is one of my favorite songs, <laughs> Thank just because it's amazing to scream at the top of your lungs but you. i am excited just to have the summer set back because you guys just hold such a special place i know in my heart and all the fans like the Somerset fan base i feel so dedicated to you guys i've learned on this tour more than ever how true that is that's very true especially hitting the tail end of the tour you've kind of seen most of it at this point last now. night in chicago was like a life-changing show i don't know how to even explain the experience we had last night and it just keeps getting better so Tonight will be great, too. I'm super excited to see it. So if people want to check out the Somerset online, if this is the first time you're hearing about them, thanks for crawling out of the cave that you were in. <laughs> Where can and they and fi- we will accept you either way. <laughs> Where can they find you online? Um, I mean, uh, Spotify, our Instagram is at uh, the Somerset. Our Twitter is the same. I think we're kind of like that all over the board. We're all over YouTube. Yeah, I think you can just find us anywhere at this point. You can probably still find us on MySpace if you try hard enough. The OG social media. Our first, our first home. Aw. Well, thank you, Brian, for taking the time for me today. Of course. Thank you, guys. This is great. So after hanging out with Brian, Eric, the tour manager, took us around the green room of the Rave, which is such a cool building. So from the outside, it's absolutely massive, and I didn't really know what to expect at the concert venue. I'd never seen a show there before, but there's actually a few different venues from within this venue, and the Somerset was playing one of the smaller ones. But what's really cool is that the green room... 
there's this abandoned pool area that juts off of it because this whole building is an old like sports and fitness club and this pool has been drained it's decommissioned there's no water in it but every artist who plays the rave gets to sign the walls of this pool room so I got to see where the Somerset signed it years ago and what's really cool is if you sell out the big ballroom area of the rave a certain amount of times you get to write your name on the inside of the pool like on the tiles of the pool and Mac Miller actually signed it a few days before he died which is unfortunate, but also very special for them to have that. So they actually have that covered with plexiglass, but it's just a room that's crawling with music history. It's just so insane to see all the bands that have come through Milwaukee, played this location, left their mark literally on the walls in this room. And it's just living, breathing music history, which I find absolutely fascinating. And It's a place that I would have never been able to step foot in had it not been for this interview with Brian. So I'm super glad that got to happen. I'm super glad we got to see this incredible pool room. I just was absolutely blown away by it. After the interview, I actually had bought VIP tickets to do the whole VIP experience with the Somerset. So before the doors opened to the venue, everyone who had VIP tickets got to come in. They played a couple songs acoustically. They did a little hangout with all the fans. So we did that, waited around for the concert to start. And then it was just nonstop fun from there. It was such an incredible show with Taylor Acorn and Grayscale and then the Somerset coming out and just sounding better than they ever have, which is insane to say because they did take about a five-year gap in time from the last tour they went on to this Blossom tour that they did in 2023. And it was just incredible to be back in a room filled with so many people who were all there and so excited about the same thing. Everyone's favorite band was back together. They were performing live and just spreading so much joy. And I just, I think it was just absolutely wonderful. And it's it's, It's exactly what my soul needed, that's for sure. I never in a million years thought I would have had the best time ever in Milwaukee, of all places, but it was just incredible. I'm so glad that the concert didn't come to Minnesota. Of course, I would have loved seeing it in Minnesota. I think my husband would, too, because less miles on the car. But honestly, it was such a great weekend getaway. It was so much fun to go explore a new city, have some incredible food, see some things that you've never seen before, go experience a new music venue. I feel like I've been to every venue in Minnesota at this point just because of my love for live music. And it's so cool to go and experience a new venue in a different city and see something different, but also see something very similar because it's a band that I I've now seen over a handful of times. So it was just a wonderful experience. I, like I said, never thought I would go to Milwaukee. I had no reason to go to Milwaukee, but now I definitely am going to be on the lookout for more concerts coming to the rave because that was just such a fun venue and such a fun trip out there. And I didn't realize how big the city was. There is a lot more to explore out in the Milwaukee area. So I'm hoping maybe next year around the same time, do the same thing over again, maybe see a different band. We'll see. It was just an awesome experience. Had a great time in Milwaukee. And I just want to give a big thank you to Eric, manager of the Somerset, for helping set this whole thing up for me. And thank you to the Somerset for getting back together. And just thank you for listening to the Small Town Tourist. And like I mentioned earlier, if you want to see pictures of the things that I've been describing, if you want to see pictures of that pool area and go a little more in-depth on that, I have stories waiting for you at thesmalltowntourist.com. So be sure to check those out if you get a chance. And then follow me on Instagram at thesmalltowntourist because I'm always posting stuff over there as well. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of the Small Town Tourist Podcast. I'm Abby Graves, your host. Our theme song is Queen of Our Hometown by Rachel McIntyre-Smith. You can find her online, rachelmcintyresmith.com. You can stream Queen of Our Hometown on any of your music platforms and be sure to follow her at Rachel McIntyre-Smith. You can follow the Small Town Tourist online as well on Instagram, on Facebook, at the Small Town Tourist, and check out the blog, thesmalltowntourist.com. We'll catch you next week.